0: To worship in spite of what you were going through. In spite of what was happening in your life, you will find a praise on your lips. You will find worship in your heart all the time. So, what do you say You were not created to worship. There are angels who stand around his throne 24 hours a day and they worship him. Holy, 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 holy. They were created. You know what you were created for, brother? You were created to bring Him glory. Now, where does worship come in? Because He is so glorious, He deserves to worship. Because He is so mighty, because He is so great and great, you deserve to give Him the glory and the worship
1: which is due to Him
0: and to Him alone. The Bible says He looks, He seeks for those who will worship Him in spirit and truth. If you were created to worship Apostle if you were created to worship, then why would God have to seek you out? He seeks those who would worship Him.
1: So, if you were created to worship, He would know where to
0: find you. Yeah, <laughs> talk to you. But, 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 we're not always worshiping. We're not always worshiping. Sometimes we worship things other than God. Y'all not gonna be real with me. Because watch this: anything that
1: you promote higher than God takes your worship.
0: I don't put that above God. When you talk about your problem more than you talk about God. When you always rehearsing and reciting, I'm going through this. I'm going through that, and and you talk about that more than the one who can bring you through. When you're always talking about what you're going through, but you talk about that more than the one who can bring you through, then that has your worship. You have assigned value and worth to that thing, and that's where you worship those. But this one who will turn the tide. Yes, we're, going, we're, going, we're, going, we're going to readjust and rethink when you worship to yes, do Somebody shout, I give him the worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go, let's go. Grab your Bibles all over the place. Grab your Bibles. Gospel of John chapter number 4. Verse 23 is where we're laying. The Gospel of John chapter number 4. Verse 23. If you would also grab the book of Psalms, number 95 and verse number 6. We're going to start in Psalms, and then we're going to move over to the Gospel of John. So we're going to start in Psalms 95, verse number 6, and then we're going to go back to the Gospel of John, chapter number 4. So while you're looking, why don't you stand? Because this is a tradition here at Elevate Church, we stand for the reading of God's Word. You know, it is royal protocol that when you come into the king's presence, that you will come with a lovely spirit. It is royal custom that when you come into the king's presence, that you come bowing in his presence. It is also part of protocol is that when you exit out of the king's presence, that you never turn your back on him. So when you come before the king, you walk in, head down. And when you walk out, head down, walking back. backwards. Because the king don't want you turning his, your back on. In uh, and, and natural law, when you come into the court of law, and, I don't, don't tell him to so, but have you ever been in trouble before and you had to no go <laughs> you, You're in the chambers and you're seated waiting for the judge to come in. The bailiff would step forward and he would say, All right, the honorable judge. Apostle Keith Reshaw that's in He would say, All right. King Jesus, that's him. Hallelujah!
1: Jesus.
0: And everybody would have to stand Now watch. For those who remain seated, they are held in what's called contempt of court. Sounds like some of y'all have been there before. We we just watch SVU a lot. And and for those who are held in contempt, they are placed in jail and they have to pay a fine Mm -hmm. simply because they refuse to obey a command. And that's the statement. Shouldn't we honor our God with the respect that is due to stand in reverence of his word?
1: Well it's, it's just
0: the, the word apostle Well you never read the gospel of John chapter number 1 In the beginning If we're just reading the bible Then you have not found yourself In the gospel of John chapter number 1 Don't go there i go there for you It says in the beginning was The word was with God And the word was With God and, with with God. God. and the word was Verse number 14 says And the word became flesh Became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of the begotten, the only begotten of the Father. So when the word that we read, when we read it, it is Jesus incarnated in flesh. So therefore, we should stand. Because we read the living word. And we should reverence the entrance of his word. The entrance of his word is life. Can you say amen? amen. So all rise to King of glory has entered the chambers. Thank you, God. Amen. Repeat after me. We make this declaration here at Elevate Church. I'll say it strong like you really believe it. Would you repeat after me? Say, today I'll be talking the word of God. My spirit is ready, and my mind is sharp. My mind is sharp. I, believe the word. I believe the word. The word is true. It is without error. It is without error. I believe what the word says, I can have what it says I can have, I can do what it says I can do, I can be what it says I can be, I believe what the word says about me, I am redeemed, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I am you, no sickness nor disease, shall come near my home I'm more than a conqueror I'm rich rich. wealth and riches shall be in my house why don't want you to be glad that over your neighbor? Say, wealth and, wealth and riches
1: shall be in your house. In your house. Talk God. to
0: the other neighbor, they're jealous. Say, wealth and riches shall be in your Do you house. Do your faith favor, point wealth to the four walls of this building. Say, wealth, wealth and, and, riches and riches shall be in this house. I'll leave me. I'll point to be and say, wealth and riches shall be in the apostles' house. Shout out, bless to be a blessing. My house is
1: blessed.
0: My marriage is blessed. My marriage is blessed. My children are blessed. And my church is
1: blessed. Now
0: shout amen. Shall amen again if we believe that. We're going to start with the gospel of John. With a uh, Psalms first, and then we'll go to the Gospel of John. Psalms number 96, 95 and 6. The word of the Lord declares this. It says, come let us bow down in worship. Let us come and bow down in worship. God gives us the posture which we are to present ourselves unto Him. Come, bow down in worship.
1: Let us
0: kneel. He's going to kneel. Bow down in worship. And let us zoom out before our people. He said, come, bow down and let us kneel before our man. Let us bow and worship and let us kneel in his presence. God says, this is the posture in which we should be in his presence. I bow down here and ability in his presence before our man. Any other way Insult you over him. I'm going to say that again. Any other way exalts you over him. In other words, God says when you come into his presence, don't come no any kind of way. Come this way. Come bow. You know why? Because in the bowing posture, it signifies that you're humbling yourself before God. You are lowering yourself in his presence. If I come boastfully with my shoulders pinned back and my head held high, I'm saying, God, I deserve I deserve this worship.
1: Yeah, don't so and, and If I come any other kind of way, I exalt myself over
0: God. Watch this. I make myself equal with God. Jesus. He might take
1: That's
0: the posture of your about when come in his presence.
1: File
0: Yourself so that he can magnify. Thank the Lord. You lift him up so that you can hide He Sorry. says, kneel before the Lord, your no maker. Run right over to the Gospel of John chapter 4. Return. They answer this really quickly. It says, yeah, "The other time is coming, and now come when the true worshipers
1: will worship the Father
0: in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worship that the Father is looking for. They are the kind of worship that God is looking for. If you were created for worship, then God would not have to look for you. He would know right where you are. But He's looking for those people who are bowed at heart and bend in that knee that will worship him in spirit and truth. What's the truth? The truth is that you ain't all that in a bag of chips. And you cannot do without him. it you can't live, breathe, move, or have your feet without him. So I bow down before my maker. That's the truth of the spirit. you that you cannot get away with thinking that you can do it your way. It's Yahweh's way. So I come before my maker. Knowing the one who makes way for me. Three He says... That's the kind of worshipers the Father is looking for. Because God is spirit and his worshipers as we name all your worshipers. For, for God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Father, we thank you, God, for your truth being revealed unto us today. And Father, we cross our hearts to worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. In the presence of the Lord Hallelujah. How do you jump off from worship like that? How do you leap from a worship experience as such as we have experienced? I come down my response to you, God, is worship. I've been through too much not to worship Him. And my response is when I go through, not when I come through on the back I, You know, it's easy to worship God on the back end of the day. But can you worship Him while you're going through? It's easy to worship God when, when, watch this, even when you come in the house of God at times, it's easy to worship Him in this space, but can you worship Him at your place? Uh, Oh, you know, we got a good worship here in the church. You know, we lift the hands and mascara running, weave hanging, uh, eyelashes sagging. I mean, you know, mascara dripping and, you know, we're good with that in a public space. So my question to you is, who was your worship for in the first place? If you can worship here, but you can't worship at your home. Are you doing it, masquerading before folks to show that you are such a worshiper? Look, like even a horn calls a worshiper. But, but, but can you worship God in those private spaces? Can you worship God in those troubled moments of your life? While only you are a worshiper when he has done something for you. While only you are a worshiper when something grand and magnificent is happening. God is looking for those who would worship him in spirit and in truth. You know what's another truth? The truth is that God is the God of the breakthrough and God is the God of the valley that you're going through. Ooh, y'all missed that. He's the God of the breakthrough Once you have come out, you're on top of the mountain And you're shouting praise because you came out But he's also, the truth is He's also the God of the valley that you're going through So God deserves the worship on the mountain high And the valley low. That's true Take it, neighbor that's true Your worship is not only reserved for the victory Right Right I'm coming with a big stick today To knock that religious spirit out of the Okay. To keep it uh, because, listen, We all want to worship God When things are going well We want to worship God When things are fair And you know what that makes That makes you a fair weather worshiper You ever heard of fair weather friends When you got the good job Got money you buy lunch You hear from them The moment you're unemployed On welfare Can't find them Fair weather if you sit sitting next to a fairweather friend, just look straight ahead. Don't give away. Don't, don't do this. Don't give away. But but, but you become a fairweather worshiper when you only worship God for things of good. When he's been good to you, to you don't be a fairweather worshiper. No, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to correct that today. And I'm going to talk to you real briefly. It costs too much. Tell your name it costs too much. It, yeah, this, this worship that I have, it costs too much. It costs too much. I've been through too much to just give it away to any old life. Uh this worship costs too much for me to give it away to any old thing. I've been too much to give my worship over to sickness. I've been through too much to give my worship over to divorce. I've been through too much to give my worship over to rejection and abandonment. This worship caused something and I'm going to give it to the one who it deserves. Been through too much. I don't know what you've been through, but God is developing you to be a worshiper so that you can worship him in the spirit and the truth of who he is. Take your name, I've been through too much. Tell the other day when this worship costs something. Yeah, the oil that God is squeezing out of your life is valuable And he deserves it. So don't pour your oil on things that doesn't belong. Don't don't pour out your oil in places that it's not deserving. Tell you if it costs too much. Well it costs too much. It costs too much they through too much. That's why God's... Watch this, guys. Hear this. Worship is God's weapon of choice for your freedom. Worship is God's weapon of choice for freedom. If you ever felt in bondage, if you ever felt struggling, if you ever felt with a stronghold on your life, if you've ever been tied up or tangled up, if you've ever been in such a place where something has held tight of you, worship
1: that thing will let you go. Yeah. Three, the Worship.
0: And that thing will lose you. You ever had that place and time in your life where depression began to set in? No Don't know. That, that time where you really just want to stay in the bed with the shades down and the covers pulled over your head. You ever been in that place where things were like everywhere you turn, things were like just bad. You turn this way, bad. You turn this way, bad. You turn this, this, this way, but Everything in your life is just going to be enroll in school, get kicked out because you can't pay tuition. Car get a boot on it. Can't drive home.
1: It's like everything. One thing after the next. Talk to the Um, the Thursday.
0: One thing after the next. Mm -hmm. Joe lose all his livestock. Joe lose all of his money. Joe lose his health. Joe lose his sons and daughters. But you know what Joe did? Joe worshiped. White says, "Job, you might as well curse God and die. Four. Don't right be slave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Roger. Job said, I'm going to get in a place in a posture of worship because I know what I'm going through. The God who I serve will bring me through. I know that I'm going through all of this, but I will not let Satan steal my worship. And I'll still worship him. In spite of me going through what I'm going through, so what is true worship? True, true worship. If you if you if you look up worship in the English dictionary, in the English language, worship is defined this way: worship is literally, or it means to ascribe worth to something. It, it, it literally means to describe worth and value. To add a synonym to that, to something. I said to you earlier, watch this. Anything that you place above God is the one that you're worshiping. The thing that you're worshiping. So how do you worship things other than God? Can I help you? Anything that you talk about more than God, you're worshiping it. And anything that you give more credence or credit to more than you do God, you place your worship on your value. To your family, your kids, your spouse, your job, your your money. That becomes your God. You place value and worth on those things. So now those are the things you ain't going to like it. Those are the things that you want to When you see your job as a source other than a resource, then you have valued your job more than God. Because your job is not a source, it's a resource that comes from the source, which is God. Oh, I can't lose this job. If I lose this job, you're talking about losing the job? You better keep your focus on Jesus. Because he's your source. If you do get laid off, guess what? You have a God that can open the door for another plan. Why? Because I want to make sure my worship is ascribed to Him and nothing else. So it means literally to give worth or value to something. But the Greek word of worship is shaha. Shaha means this. Watch this. It, it, it means the primary Hebrew word for this. It means this. Take it to the next thing. It, it means to bow down or prostrate oneself in homage. We read the text earlier in Psalms. It says, come before the Lord, bow, and obey your name. That is the true posture of worship. And then watching, I say, well, I can't bow because I got a bad back. I can't bow because I got a bad knee. It's not talking about your physical state, but that's the way your heart should be. <laughs> so I'm going to free you up for those of you who are, who are disabled and say, well, I can't do that. No, your heart should be in this posture. We may not see you physically bow, but your heart should be bowed. We may not see you physically bend the knee, but your heart's posture should be at living knee. That's the posture of your heart. And that's what the, the Greek word is saying. That listen, when we come into God's presence, we should be laid out, flat out, posturing before. You, bowed down before him. Why? Because if you stand, it, the Bible says this that uh that that the unrighteous can't stay in the presence of the Lord. The unrighteous can't stand in his presence. So how do we as worshipers go in God's presence? The Bible says we have be clothed in righteousness. So you have to be humble enough to be clothed in righteousness. So now we're not standing before him. He don't see us, he see Christ. Bow down or posture oneself in Homage of the Lord. It also means this. Watch this. It also means to serve. To serve. Your worship is servitude unto God. So every time you're worshiping, you're serving. You're serving God was due to him. Your worship, you come to God to serve him. Worship. It means to serve. So every time you lift your hands, every time you open your mouth, every time you bend at the waist and bend your knees, God says, Oh, you serving me. Oh, what this worship is good. Can I have some more? Uh, can I get two more of those? Can I, get, can I get three more of those? Thank you for your service. Thank you for serving me what I order. me my heart's delight. Thank you for serving me what I'm seeking for. Thank you for serving me for what I require and what I deserve. Thank you for your worship. Amen. There's an Aramaic word that also means worship. The Aramaic is pronounced bed And also it means it's to be transformed into something so true worship transforms you it transforms you so if you're a pious person you come and worship this is your posture of worship
1: true worship will transform you
0: to worship, but have one who does not ascribe to the lifting of hands lifting hands yeah, 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 yeah. it is those who, who don't who, who don't like to have an expression of worship outwardly will find themselves in the presence of God, where true worship will transform you and you will be a hand lifter and a shouter. you will be a runner, you will be a cryer, you will be laughing and you will be like, I don't know why I can't stop crying, <laughs> You be laughing in the corner, you know why? Because the real worship was transformed. Oh, I know it, I know it. I was a Catholic boy in a charismatic church, and the first time I got that, i like, look at these crazy folk. Folk was speaking in tongues, they were running around the building, they were laying across the floor, and I'm like, my God,
1: I what I got myself into. And as the worship went forth, I got caught up. What? I start focusing on them. Yeah. Yeah. So I start focusing on him and all I get with him. The- <laughs> um, I know. I? it's all this. I
0: know. I know. And before I know it, I'm in the middle of the hours on leaves
1: crying before the Lord
0: on begging me crying on Jesus calling on his name and when I came to, everybody else was seated, the word was going forward I'm still in the hour, Lord I love you Lord I praise you, Lord I give you worship that transformed that transformed to the point where I didn't even care who was looking or who was watching. and what seemed like to me hours was only minutes. I thought I was dialing up in there for about three hours. I like, oh, this is so good. Came through, they were just starting on the message. But that's what worship would do. Worship would transform you. Somebody shall be transformed. Now we're not looking for no Decepticons, only all of For no faith worship. Amen. To serve.
1: Watch well, this. True worship begins with a deep respect and
0: reverence for God. It's a posture of the heart and an attitude. That's what true worship, it begins that one. It begins with a deep respect for God, or a reverence for him. It is the posture of your heart and the attitude that you have when you come to God's presence. That has to be your attitude and your posture coming into God's presence. Uh, So so watch this, Jesus, in in the wilderness. In the wilderness. Now I've got to catch this text. Jesus, watch, he is led by the Spirit to the wilderness. Jesus is led by the Spirit
1: into the wilderness.
0: Well, what does that say? It's that even when you have your dark days and your barren days, the Spirit of God will lead you into a
1: place.
0: Even when, when you're going through that tough time in your life, you have to have Spirit-led worship.
1: Spirit-led
0: worship. What well, Spirit-led worship? That I of the Spirit of God to dictate how I was. That I'm spirit there. So even when I'm going into the wilderness, Father, leave me. So he goes into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. We learn a lesson in this. Watch this. After fasting, 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Some of us get hungry after five hours. (laughs) And the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones, to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, somebody shout it's written. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeded that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city. Man, he took him to the holy city. Well, I missed this earlier. Sometimes the devil will even lead you to church. You know why? You know why? Because you are Decepticon. <laughs> and he knows you're not coming to give for your worship. He knows that you're really not coming to get in the presence of God. You're coming more for the gift than the gift giver. You're coming for something other than him. So sake or even lead you into the city of holiness, into the presence of God. Like, look at this thing, God. He leads him to the holy city. To so a holy place. And have him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written. Yeah. Can I parenthetically insert something else in the text for you? Satan knows the word better than you. He tells Jesus what is written. You know the only difference between you, you ain't gonna like right here. You know the only difference between you and Satan is, watch well, this. You know the word, he knows the word. But here's the difference: you obey and he don't. That's the only difference between you and Satan. So now watch. When you disobey the word, Jesus. you become as Satan That's hard. That's a hard teaching there that I can do. So whenever you disobey the word, you become as Satan is because he is disobedient to the word. That's the only difference. Satan knows the word. Matter of fact, he lives in the presence of the word. And having to keep out of the presence of the word. So he knows the word very dearly. He knows the word very deeply. It is written. I'm going to tell you what God said, is what he said. Now I'm going to tell you what it says, but I will obey what it says. It is written. Throw yourself down. And watch this. Satan is declaring to Jesus what God said to the angels. He was up there. When you get time in your own study, go back and look at uh, Psalms. Number ninety-one and verse twelve. In Psalms ninety-one, verse number twelve, He's saying In Psalms ninety-one and verse twelve, right here in the Gospel of Matthew four eleven, he said this: The angels would not cause you to dash your foot. So, Satan is giving Jesus the word. He's given them facts. Somebody shout, "That's facts." He's giving the word and giving them truth. Somebody shout, "That's true." He's giving them facts and truth. That is what God said. That is what God wrote. But you know, Satan always has agenda. That's true. With everything he does. He'll give you a little truth. With the sake of mixing it with a little untruth to trip you up. Some of y'all been in church and got a little bit of truth, but a lot of untruth. But yet you think it's truth? And you're living by what you think is truth, but it's really not true it's called religion, of uh, He says, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concern you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said, it is written. <laughs> Let me tell you what God said. It is written. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Don't do it. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And then watch. He says, all of this I will give to you. How can Satan give you something that he don't own? Unless he owns it. Oh, oh, oh. How is Satan able to give Jesus this? It's because he has laid claim to this world. The Bible says that he is the prince. He is the prince of this world. The king of this world. The prince of that has this world. He took what was yours and mine. And he laid hold and claim to it. You remember in the old days, they would have, like, anybody watch those Western movies? They would have, like, land settlers. People were coming from far places and all of this vastness of land, and they would come, and they would settle on the land, and they would claim the land for themselves. There's a thing in law today. It's called the squatters' rights that people will come and squat in a building, and if they squat in that building for a long period of time, they take ownership. <laughs> Satan has come and he has squatted in your life. Look, you take ownership of your life. And Satan has squatted down here on earth and he says, Now all this is mine. All this is mine. Look at the vast terrain that I have. And he tells Jesus, Listen, all of this can be yours if you do one thing. I'll give you all of this. Oh, 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 I would never worship Satan. I know that's what you're saying in my heart. But let the right amount of money. Let the right person that has the swag. Let the right 36, 24. Let the right one come your way.
1: House.
0: That's not the right one. And then you would be like, oh, I want some of that. And then you end up saying to trick you by luring you it in. Down. It down. Pulling you in. Giving you the kingdoms of this world. If you would worship him. That's why we see so many artists here. We see so many uh, actors and athletes. And, and, and now they're brandizing all of this stuff. Say, says, I'll give you all of this if you would." Oh, they'll never say it with their mouths. They'll never say that on the worship. Say, but they esteem that stuff more than they esteem God. Oh, yeah, yes. if, if they were to, you see, millionaires jumping out of windows when they go bankrupt. You know why? Because they put that stuff above God. We see actors committing. Aside because they lose stuff or they're so depressed. You know It's because they put all of this stuff in this world above God. And he says, I'll give you all of this. If you will bow down worship. and worship me, I know y'all like this kind of preaching. And Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, watch this: worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Amen. Worship your God and serve him only. Remember, I told you worship is equal to service; they go hand in hand. He says, "Worship your God and serve Him only." Watch what happens when worship says in, Then the devil left him. <laughs> <laughs> worship your God and serve Him only. The devil says, "I'm out." <laughs>
1: you got <it>. him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Worship when worship comes in, Satan cannot handle a worshiper.
1: Satan can't deal
0: with the worshipper. Satan does not want you to worship God because worship is God's weapon of choice for your freedom. He knows the day that you decide to worship God, freedom comes in. The day that you decide to give God what's due to him and what's warning of him, Satan knows you cannot handle a
1: worshiper. Jesus
0: much of a worship. That's why Satan wants to come and steal the worship. He wants your worship. He wants this. Not only does he not want you to worship God, but he wants you to worship him.
1: Here's
0: the dichotomy and here's the catch in this whole thing. If you don't worship God, then your worship. worship is up to those who have accepted. I'm going to say it
1: this way. If you don't worship God, yeah. then your worship is made available to whatever receive. I would
0: receive I'll say it this way. If you don't worship God, eventually you'll end up worshiping the devil. If you don't give your worship where it belongs, then you will place it in places that is not in the place of God. You give it to all other kind of stuff. And guess what, y'all? Satan owns all the other stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe say worship God and Him only. Your Satan wants your worship. He wants your worship. So there's a plot of the enemy. Number one, here's the plot of the enemy. He goes after your provision. Come on. He goes after your provision. Because Satan knows that's the treasure of your heart. So he attacks your provision. That's the plot. He comes after your provision. Because he knows that if he can get your provision, he can get your heart. Because that's the treasure that lies in your heart. So he attacks your provision. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but you're on your job and all of a sudden you got demoted, or maybe you got fired, maybe you became sick and couldn't go to work. Maybe they changed the parameters of your job, stop giving you overtime, and now you're not making as much as you used to make. Satan is attacking your provision. Because he knows that if he can get to that, he can get to your heart. Because he knows if he can get to that, he'll get to your worship. Or oh, watch this. He'll get you so caught up on the job that you won't come into the house of God to worship Him. He'll get you so caught up on the job that you will stop reading your Bible. He'll get you so caught up on the job that you stop praying and praising. He'll get you so caught up on those things that you'll miss the main thing.
1: that's
0: yeah. yeah. the enemy. Oh, I know you'll say, oh, you know that God knows my heart. He does know your heart. It's wicked and fine. Yep. Yeah. He knows exactly what's in there. Yeah. He knows. Take yeah. it, he knows. Yeah. That's just a justification, of your excuse to remain right on your own eyesight. God
1: right? <laughs> 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 God
0: not only does he protect or attach your provision, watch the scripture says, Worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on your food and your water. And I will take away sins from the you. When you worship God, he will bless your food and your water and he will take sins away. That's your provision from God. The Bible says that the bread is the children's portion of help. So, so it's, it's God's blessing upon your life that he wants to bless you with. But well, watch, in order for you to live it and to receive these blessings, it requires worship. worship. To you, it requires worship. Then wow. here's the second thing the plot of the enemy is to attack your security and your protection. To attack your security and your protection. He tells Jesus, jump in this mountain, and the angels will cause you not to dash your foot upon the stone. That is the protection of God. Satan wants to steal your worship so he can uplift the ring of fire and hit the protection of protection off your life. Because he knows if he can get to your worship then he has free access into your life. James, that's says Satan goes to Job to God and he says, uh, God says, have you considered my servant Job? He says, I have, but God, you've got protection around him. You got a hedge around him. You got your boy covered. I can't get to him. You got you're blessing him upon blessings, and he's prospering. He's a favored man in the city. I can't get to him. And God says, Well, listen, don't no, go ahead. You know, just don't kill him. I'ma lift the hedge. I'ma I'm take the covering off of him. Don't take his life. That's the same plot that Satan wants to fill your life. If he can steal your worship, he comes here. Oh I can take the hedge off of him. I can do want to do. I can do whatever I want to do with I can take and snuff them out. Watch this. And they, there exes. Exes, it is. Exodus says this. They would lift up their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You would not. Exodus and Psalm 95 it says 91 says the same thing. They're echoing what God said. That God is going we'll to protect you even because you dash your foot apart of stone. That's protection. Somebody shout, that's protection. <laughs> It'll give us the next thing. Watch this. Satan wants to steal your worship. This is his primary goal of your life. Is to take your worship. Your worship is God's choice. I'm done. Of weapon, of freedom in your life. My worship costs too much for me to give it away to anyone. But there's something about worship in a wilderness experience. There's something about a wilderness experience that will bring about worship in your life. I'll say that again. There's something about a wilderness experience that will bring about worship in your life. Jesus in the
1: wilderness.
0: Worship way. The children of Israel are being led out into a wilderness. Moses goes to Pharaoh and he says what God told him. He says, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. In Exodus chapter number 3, God gives him this command and commission. Moses, go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Moses in Exodus chapter number 7 goes before Pharaoh and he says, Pharaoh, God says, let my people go and serve me in the wilderness. Exodus chapter number eight Moses goes back to Pharaoh and he says, Pharaoh, God said, let my people go and serve me in the wilderness. He comes back to Pharaoh in Exodus chapter number nine and he says, Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. And serve me in the wilderness. He goes back in Exodus chapter number 12. And he says. Pharaoh. God said. Let my people go. And worship me. In the wilderness. <laughs> it says at midnight. God. At midnight Moses calls Pharaoh in and says. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Take your people away from me. When did Pharaoh. With his heart and what? used to people when the declaration of that mighty God and worship It was the worship that brought forth the children of Israel was out of Egypt into the promised land. It was worship that God was trying to get into the heart of the children of Israel. Watch this. So much so. God says, break all of that stuff you used to worship. In Egypt, bring it to me and lay that off, so I can build my tower. When they were in Egypt, they served what we call and what it was, a polytheistic type of worship. They had more than one god. The Egyptians showed them how to worship. They had the God's gold. They had the God of oils, they had the God of frogs, they had the God of oxen, they had all of these gods. And the children of Israel learned how to worship from the Babylonians. And here it was, this Almighty God was stepping in that they'd never heard about. It. And he said, Listen, is am going teach you how to worship. Don't focus on those things, don't give value to those things. I'm I am the one for which you shall worship me you only. Know, bring all the gold and the silver. Bring all of the fine things, the things that you were so enamored with, the things that you so desired, the things that you were jealous of the Egyptians because they had it and you wanted it. You looked at them driving the fancy chariots with the spin of rims on it. You looked at the houses they lived in, and you lived in the shack. And I wish I had that. If only I can get that. In their hearts, they will worship you stuff. God said, Before I allow stuff to become the point of your worship, yeah, can you a tabernacle with Because I want you to worship the one and the other, and nothing else. God was trying to get worship in their hearts. What am I saying to them today? Your worship costs too much to give it away to anything other than God. And God is trying to give worship in your heart because that's where your freedom lies you will get your break sitting by the if you would love your heads with me all over this place. And you may not fully come to this place of honesty this morning. But if you really get to this place of honesty, and you would say, there's some places where I esteem more valuable in my life than others. I place my family, my marriage, my career, Over some things, and possibly even God, at times. My reputation, I have esteemed more value and more worth towards that than God. We say, "Impossible." Maybe maybe, uh, you were that type of Christian that was a closet Christian, and you didn't want your reputation to be slighted by letting people know that you were a Christian. You, you are esteeming your reputation of God. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you have a sting. The, the 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 miracle of healing power in your life over God. You talked about the sickness more than you talked about the one who healed the sickness. I don't know. Where you are in this place this morning. Maybe you found yourself there. Can I yourself there? Maybe you're at the rock bottom where you have not given your life to Christ as so your Lord and Savior and part of your sins. We'll start there. Maybe you have and you're backslid, but today you want to get it right. We'll continue to that. You've made some mistakes, but today you want to get it right. You don't want to walk out of this place with false worship in your heart towards other things, even those who are online this morning. The worship costume must in the way that anything else but God. So, I'm going to pray in a second, and you know, I'm going to ask that you make a decision. And at which of that decision that you make in your heart, I want you to lift your hands at that moment. So, Father, now, the name of Jesus, touch the hearts of each one that is here today. Those who are trapped in Egypt, or, who are struggling in bondage, those who are held in captivity in their hearts and their minds, God, to be that worship set them free. That they'll be liberated, liberated today by worship, God. Come into their hearts, even now. Move now, to the one who is the backslider. you're back to the backslider. We've all made mistakes, we all had to come back on We asking Wow, to God, forgive me, dead again. We all had to move to that point. So, Father, now in this moment, for the one who has backslid, those who have made mistakes, those who are walking in darkness, call them out now, God. Your rain falls on the just and the unjust. Let the unjust be called just because they are. Do it now, God. Do it now, God. That's you this morning. Make some mistakes, but today you want to get it right. Shoot your hand in there now. Don't wait, don't delay. Do it now. I see you. I believe there's others this morning. I see you. I believe there's others this morning. I would say today is the day I'm getting it right. I'm not going to be stuck in Babylon. I'm not going to be stuck in bondage anymore. Today I'm being set free. Today my person belongs to him. That's you this morning. Lift your hand. I see. that's you today. I believe there's at least one more that will say today is the day, the day is the day of my freedom. And that's you living your Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. There's one more in the house today. Don't leave the same way you came in. Father. The Father's calling you out. That that's you live here. Thank you, Father. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. Yeah, right. so now, here's my last appeal to you this morning. I I You're going to receive a white card. Seal that card out this entire time. Hand it back to the hand and handed oh, yeah. you that card. Actually, put it out this entire time. Yeah. My last appeal to you today: you don't have a church home in the presence of God the Spirit of God. has drawn you to this place and has filled your heart. You feel the spirit of God, and you want to connect with elevators. You don't have a church home, but today your heart is filled and has been touched by the power and the presence of God. But that's you, today. lift your hand. You don't have a church home, but
1: look for one. I see you. I believe there's another. Don't have a church, don't have a church, don't have a church. If that's you, lift your you know, hand. And thank you,
0: Father. God bless and love. Thank you. Pray. Come on, y'all. Clap your hands. Clap uh-uh. for those who are today. That's you today. to have set free. We've Jesus Christ. It's text short, the text of the word 225. Three, six, one, twenty, sixty. Can we all stand to our feet all over this place? Can we celebrate what the Lord has done? You know, we are taking this feast to be a part of what God is doing here. Amen. Amen. God, we thank you. God, we bless you. We're you blessed by the Word of God on today. Hallelujah.
1: Amen. Let's give glory to God in the
0: mighty And for our new elevated family, we greet. And welcome you in this way. Elevate! Amen. Welcome to the family. Amen. For all of our first-time guests, we hope to see you again and next time we meet you too as well. Elevate! Amen. We speak blessings upon your life as you depart from this place. We call upon the name of Jesus and we declare that the family of elevate is praying for you. So we say, Elevate! Amen. Amen! Father, now we bless your people as they depart and departing from your presence. Yeah. I pray, O God, as your spirit has moved in this place, it will move out with them, never leaving them, and never forsake them. God, we bless you and thank you for all that you have left to continue in their lives. It's in Jesus' mighty name. we For our well, first time, this I would love to get you and greet you and send your hand out in the heart. God bless
1: you. Amen. Yeah, i off your camera. Nice and Nice uh, and Wait, i a green
0: light. we will going to Thank you all
1: I'm very, very much. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> what's, up? what's up, man? Let me let me get out of this zone right quick, man. I'm you how you how you how you how you Oh, it's not open. Oh, oh, I, I got a suggestion. Well, I got a high respect
0: what's for song?
1: y'all. Thank you, man. What what song? Come on. Bit, also, um, you know, know what? I want to do this. This is what I need to. I was I was going to suggest this. You ever heard of this song? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening the i Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to i to <laughs> <call> <laughs> I'm